Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to uh, Off Point at 30. Uh, this is the uh, uh, our little podcast project where we go off point in life and off point in topic. Um, my name's Les Steed, and this is Marlon White. And today we're talking about supermarket shopping. Now, for me, supermarkets are a fucking nightmare because um, I have ADHD. It takes um, a lot of uh, of energy in a way um, because like I get distracted really easily um, and that attention is given equally everywhere but also I find that color like the colors because all these products are trying to stand out mm. and um, it can be really confusing because you're standing there and it's like just pew 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 I did like an economics module as part of my degree and I find that how they set up the whole supermarket interesting they set up like complementary items next to each other so obviously they can sell so for example, if you go down the alcohol um, aisle, you get like chips and peanuts and all that because they're all yeah. complementary together. So I find it interesting. So like, I think when whatever supermarket you go in, it's easy to find certain goods just because if you know that the whole market is the layout, it, always yeah, the layout is always similar because they're always trying to get you to to buy. Apparently, they put like they put the the flowers at the beginning so that when you walk in, you associate flowers yeah. with freshness yeah. and nature. And therefore, like, even though most of that shop is not actually fresh food, it's all tins and shit. Yeah. We assume that it's actually sort of, it has that very Walgreens green kind of feel to it where it's like, oh yeah, organic and fresh. <laughs> um, I heard even they do stuff like adjust the temperature so that um, if you, the colder you feel, the more you want to eat essentially. So that's, I heard that's even a tactic that some supermarkets do. I reckon it's probably more of an American thing because yeah. I think in England it's harder to get colder. Yeah. So could you imagine if you walked into Morrison's and it was colder there <laughs> your and it's winter and you're standing there just taking off your jacket being like, oh, you fuckers. Like, That's it, we're going to Sainsbury's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'm not, going to, I'm not going around in my jacket. It's itchy. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, so um, now that we're in lockdown, it's a complete nightmare. I'm sure. Yeah. Now takes now what used to take maybe an hour takes a whole entire day now. Now you have to kind of dedicate your whole half a day to get this thing sorted out because like getting into a supermarket went from almost like getting into a nightclub where you, you know that when you go to a nightclub and it's like, mm. there's a long queue and then like people going in, people coming yeah. out but nobody's going in and there's this arsehole bouncers just letting you stand out in the cold. And it's just like yeah, it's almost like. A- it's some poor shop assistant who's yeah. standing next to somebody, yeah. like right next to him, like breaking yeah. social distancing while so, making us do social distancing. It's like... So early, early into the social distancing, it started off like almost a nightclub. And then hmm. the, the more, the further the further we get into the social distancing, now it's becoming from like a nightclub into like a, an amusement park, like a thought park, where it's like a queue going around the bend and it's like, yeah, just queuing for ages. And it depends which supermarket you go in. Some are like the queue moves rapidly, but then there's some other supermarket where it's just not moving. You see people coming out, but nobody's been allowed in. It'll take you an hour, over an hour to get in. And I remember, really? I remember like that during the first week of the lockdown, I went to, um, I think it was Lidl. I just wanted a bag of peanuts or something. Just like to yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I did my workout. So I went there and I was going to get some nuts. And I, it took me an hour to get in there. Wise choice of snack there. Yeah. Good to get some nuts. Yeah, it took me like an hour to get in there. And I was like, all right, this is never happening again. I'm like, I'm just going to do my weekly shopping. And if I don't get, if I miss something, forget it. Forget about it. That's how yeah, I am it's, now. It's, it's, it's annoying, isn't it? But no, I think in some ways it's nice. But like yesterday, um, I had the day off and the missus sent me down to <laughs> Asda's. 
And like, there's this huge Asda's. And like, I'm sorry, but we're all queuing up outside. You go in there, no one gives a fuck. Like, no one is social distancing in there. You know, there's everyone just being like, oh, sorry about that. Trying to get around each other. They're giving each other like a foot or two in the aisles. Like, if these supermarkets really cared about social distancing and enforced it, they would reduce the number of products they had and move the aisles, separate the aisles a bit more. But they won't do that. Of course they won't. Because that would be stupid. Yeah. And then... You know, and then focus on core things that people need as opposed to like little luxury items. Also, um, one of the things I have with supermarkets that I found quite frustrating is that actually it does look like they've been gouging prices. You think so? People are going there almost recreationally. And I found that, for example, um, some yogurts cost two quid, which before were like a pound of that. And then they're saying, oh, for sale. And it's just (laughs) bullshit. It's like, we all know you're full of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we all know that we're a captive audience. It's like when you go, it's like living at Kiel when we had that horrible little Londis on our bloody campus. Mm. And it was like £3 for some noodles or some shit. Yeah, it was, um, what's it called? Yeah, select and Save, which we named Select and Rape. Why do you remember call it Rape? Because you, you go, you select, and then you get raped on the price, though, pretty much. Oh, phew. Oh, God, I remember that shop. It was an absolute shit show. Yeah. Did you go in? I hate, this is what I hate, and this is what I hate about living in London as well, is it's expensive. Yeah. To and yet, and it's almost shameless. Like I had to pay like sort of two pound fifty for some oranges the other day, and I was like, "Well, that's not what they're worth. Like they're not worth like like these oranges aren't worth two fifty or something like that." And I get like you know smaller shops are it's harder to get the supplies and stuff. Yeah. But I really do struggle with it a little bit, and especially like after going from Indonesia, where you can buy like a steak for fifty p, and it's like, well, why is their meat worth less than that we're getting here? That's from the same farm. Yeah. And I guess that, you know, there's like some supply issues and stuff. But the other thing that I don't like, and I think that when we were students, it was particularly prevalent, is um, the cheap stuff's always at the lower shelves. Mm. So you have to stoop and bend down. It was worth for me. Up. Oh, yeah, for you. Yeah, you have to get on all fours and get down there. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get down. Get down there for Mar- <laughs> Marlon. Get down for Morrison's. You want that 50p pesto? You fucking bend down and get it. Yeah. So for anybody that's listening, because um, I'm six foot six, so like, yeah, obviously going down to yeah, that bottom shelf. It's not as crazy. obvious. I'm actually yeah. not the tall, handsome one. I'm just the handsome one. Um, <laughs> I still miss the old bodyguard days when it would be like, when I'd be standing there at the bar and someone would cut, like, I'd accidentally chat someone's girlfriend up and, and all of a sudden there wouldn't be a problem because they realised I was drinking with you. <laughs> I always wondered why you always wanted me to come out with you. I was like, oh. So back to like the supermarket shopping is, um, it takes forever now because also as well when I get it home, I also clean clean every item as well now because there's oh you doing that yeah there are all these reports about it it can live on the surface of like cans and like plastic for it for whatever how many weeks so so now when I get my get my stuff home it's a cleaning process as well I've got these dental wipes and then it's just cleaning everything so it, yeah it just takes forever now it's just oh, for fuck's sake. That's, that's, what, that's what it takes up my whole Saturday at the moment. But I'm not doing that. Like, we're not... At my oh, end, we're... Oh, did yeah. I tell you? I bought some face masks as well to go to the supermarket. Oh, did you? Yeah. I mean, it's like the CDC... Not CDC, sorry. Health, Public Health England are recommending we do that. I mean, I broke the explainer for, for yeah. the respectable tempo with which I work. And, um, and like, it drives me nuts because you walk out and no one's doing it. Yeah, at least not in this area. And it's yeah. like, and to be honest with you, though, I, I don't even know if. But I think when they, yeah. I think when they start to relax the um, lockdown, um, 
restrictions is that eventually that's going to be a criteria to, to do like do things like go to the supermarket or go in public transport so just like, yeah. if, you, if you look on like amazon or ebay it takes like two months to get a face mask anyway so it's like i think it's i feel worth, like i think mm-hmm. it's worth jumping on it now just just to be safe it only cost like yeah you're right i think you've done the right thing and also i think yeah. you should be doing it anyway just yeah. as a precaution but yeah. Equally, I mean, like a lot of people wear it wrong, and I mean, yeah. they, it is annoying. Yeah. Well, um, and also, I think it's, it's, it's also a question of developing a new habit. I mean, we had yeah. enough trouble with washing our hands when we get home. Yeah. Like, that's how bad it is. But I think that, like, I mean, because it's a huge challenge to try and get someone to make to adopt a new habit that's yeah. good thing, but also a weird thing. Like, yeah. You know how you know how we look at like um, like Asian people are weird for wearing the face mark all these years. But when you go deep, um, deep, deep into it, it's because they have had outbreaks like f- throughout the ages, and that. So that's why they have that habit. Where even when they're over here, so we kind of look like, all these years. We looked at them like, oh, you just don't want to breathe the same air with us or something. They still have memories of outbreaks like 10, 15 years ago. I spoke to a couple of Asian people, and that's that's what they said. It's like, yeah, we still remember. Really? Yeah, we still. Remember. I thought it was just because of pollution. Yeah, I think that if that if that, some of those cities are really dust. Yeah, that is part I mean, of like, it. Singapore's glorious, but yeah. like, but Jakarta was just. I mean, it was in your skin. Yeah, that is that is part of it. Don't get me wrong, but also the, I think they, they said something about like 10, 15 years ago they had an outbreak, which yeah. So they still had adopted the, their habits, and like, it, it kind of probably is evident when you show, see the outbreaks in Asia compared to like Europe. We're not used to that type of thing, so it just kind of spread. But I mean, they're all able to contain like, it a little bit better. It's a bit like guns in America and yeah. school shootings. It's like if it keeps happening, you keep ending up these situations. Maybe it's a good idea to stop eating certain foods yeah. or stop trading animals in yeah. the same way that yeah. you know it's a good idea maybe to ban guns if there's a mass shoot exactly. school shoot. I think they should ban just eating bats. It seems you get nothing but because they could it contains so many yeah. viruses as it is. I can't imagine that much is, meat. To them. Yeah. They're just more, they're more winged than anything else, are they? They're just like, what are yeah, they? and like, and it's not good wing. It's not yeah. like a chicken wing. And yeah. even then, we have to breed them to get them a little bit of muscle. I mean, yeah. like, if you have like normal chickens without all the f- food pumped into them, like, they're just a bit scraggy. I mean, there's nothing there. Yeah, like, so exactly. I, they need to. I think that like, after this, like, yeah, eating bats is banned out of here. Get rid of that. Well, they have been. I mean, like, they've. Um, there's two cities at least that have stopped. Yeah. But again, these are sent, these are places where they've had huge problems. In China, they've got this dog. Uh, there's a dog meat festival, and they eat dogs. Basically, it's like thousands and thousands of dogs get eaten at this thing, and mm. it's it's really shitty. But then again, I mean, here in the West, we see them as pets. There, mm. they see them as meat, and it's no, that's not nice. Yeah. Oh no, that's, it's horrible. Yeah. I think that's but, their culture, and I think if if they want to do whatever they want to do safely, it's fair enough. But I think when you're kind of venturing into eating certain meats that's kind of have so much viruses and it spreads to human beings and then you go cause like something like this every so often it's good like stop yeah, doing really. it it's just like even um ebola in um like africa that that came from um, bats as well didn't it so really just, yeah just stop fucking eating bats what is it that's some fucking with bats i mean batman didn't fuck with bats <laughs> yeah you know and he created a superhero and, yeah you know the joker didn't fuck with bats yeah just stop well, he doing fucked it. bats a little bit then he got his ass kicked yeah just i mean it's almost like I understand. I understand reason why, um, like for example, like China eats certain food that we don't eat in the Western worlds because they had famine going on, so their governments had to allow them to eat all these other meats that we don't traditionally eat in 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 our mm. in our societies. But yeah, if it's, if they, they can eat what they want, but as long as it's like safe, I think if it's like, and it needs to be it needs to be regulated. It needs to be regulated. It needs to be. Like, you can't have this every so often. You eating certain foods, and then now the whole world's like 
the, the virus and we're all fucked. Also, but for the record, it isn't every Chinese person. It's sort yeah. of like the adventurous few, yeah. like, as opposed to, you know, in the same way that, you know, I've, I've drunk Cobra blood. Yeah. Um, because I was, it, I mean, it was horrible, but. I think it, I think it, I think it's to do with your um, like social class and um, like how much money you have in over there. So if you have like yeah, but loads of money, you've it's got not probably... the poor people are doing it. Okay, it's, not... it's people who are just sort of like being a bit like, all right, let's do something adventurous with this yeah. menu, and it's more like little special uh, yeah. speciality restaurants and things yeah. like that. You know, where you can try something that's a bit off, you know, out of the ordinary. And I think that the meat, trying that kind of meat, is is. Well, I mean, it's it's interesting, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, like you know, I've I've eaten snake before, and I thought well, that was actually quite nice. It tastes like popcorn chicken. Yeah, they uh, deep fried it. It was really really it's nice. Crazy. Uh, I wouldn't do that. I would definitely not do that. Yeah, I mean, Morris is not great either. But I mean, like they, you know, but I mean, these were animals that they slaughtered like they were chickens, and I mean, they didn't. They they put a big peg on this cobra, yeah, and then they just go dunk, take off its head, and then they. Run up, they wring its body. It's still writhing. Oh, it's horrendous. Yeah. They wring its body out. Well, they pour the blood into this big shot glass. Then they cut the skin. Then they strip the skin off it. It's still moving at this point. I was so ill. I was like looking at like, oh no. And then, and then he just does the next thing. You're like, oh no. And he's like, oh god. I just really regretted ordering it. Meanwhile, the head's still moving with the peg. Yeah. Oh, it was horrendous. And then they cut the sinews out of the body, and they put it in the cup. Put a little bit of honey and a little bit of dodgy vodka, the stuff called Arak. Put a little bit of that in there. Give it a stir, and then gave it to you as a, as a shot. Yeah. And my mate goes, "Bottoms up!" Sees it off. Oh, I sat there for twenty five minutes just like looking at this stuff. Like, eh. I think so it's died. So I'm like, I've got to do it because he's died because I thought that this would be entertaining. I think well, not because I thought it would be entertaining, but yeah. I think for myself, I'm not that adventurous when it comes to eating like certain meats. I think. I, I stick to like the sort of the things I'm used to eating. Like even duck, eating duck for me is adventurous. Like I, could, I don't know. Like well, some, people, some people go to like Australia and they eating kangaroo and eating all the other stuff, type of stuff. I, I don't know. For me, I just not that adventurous when it comes to meat. I tried alpaca. How about you? What's the what's the most adventurous meat you've eaten abroad? I'd say that snake experience is pretty pretty high up there. I um I don't understand the concept of eating bugs. No. Like they say that bug protein is probably the next thing that we're going to have to deal with, but um, you know, it's, it's, it's the, one of the best things for you, but equally, no, um, actually, no, I don't want to pick out bits at my, of at my workplace, at my workplace, I have like grasshopper bar, bars and all that. Cause they're all into the environment and everything. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I need to eat crickets. I mean, like, that, that's what my frog eats. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not, that's what a frog eats. It's not something I want to eat. No. You know, I have this theory though that we shouldn't eat fish because um, I figured that if I can't catch it physically, if I have to get clever to catch it, then maybe it shouldn't be on my menu. I was speaking to somebody at uh, a wedding a couple of years ago and then he, they had like this weird conversation where they're like, that, um, meat, meat should be outlaw unless you're able to like hunt it yourself. So like for you to eat a chicken, yeah. you have to kill that chicken yourself. You have to hunt it. I mean, yeah, but I also think that... Um, so you're given like... So that, 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 that you'd be given like a knife or something and you're like, here you go, if you want to eat a bear, you have to... <laughs> so if you want to... Whatever animal you want to eat, you have to like like catch and kill it yourself sort of thing. Like if you want to eat meat. Yeah, I mean, like, I saw this rabbit going past me, makes my toast, I couldn't hit it with a shovel. I was holding a shovel, we were building an igloo and this rabbit just locked, like you know, while rabbit goes past, eyes are bulging, it was clearly in pain. I couldn't do it. I couldn't kill that rabbit. 
Yeah. Like, you know, I just, I was like, I want to help it, but, uh, I mean, it was snowy as well. It would have looked like that scene in, um, in Kill Bill. It was horrible. What do you think about, like, free-range food or stuff like that, like free-range chicken oh, and free-range eggs? What do you think about that? Because right. I've been talking about going shopping. I went shopping with the missus a couple of weeks ago, and then um, all the, all out, like, eggs. People, like, bought, like, all the eggs. So there's only, like, the caged eggs that they had left. From the cage, mm. like from the cage chickens, and then like my missus is like, oh, they're caged, though. We don't, we shouldn't get this. We shouldn't get it. And I'm like, yeah. what? What does it matter to you? Then she's like, no, they're caged. They lived horrible life. I said to her in that instance, like, but you eat um chicken that you eat normal chicken that's not free range. So why do you give a fuck yeah, about the, the eggs? That, so I'm like, they should, I'm like, have you seen how the way they treat the chickens? They put them in a shed. They're living in their own shit and everything, and they're they're mm. pretty much deformed. They, they don't even pretty, they don't even have their feathers properly by the time they get like butchered and everything. So, and then like it kind of dawned on her because she didn't know about that. She just thought, sort of thinking about the eggs. I'm like, yeah, you're worried about the eggs, but what about the chicken? Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> don't, don't, don't go, don't let me mention how they treat cows and all other animals. Like, they have cows and a mountain mean, of shit. It's like, have you seen how they treat them? Yeah, it's wrong. Yeah. And also, it's really un- unsanitary. And I yeah. think, though, that, I mean, one of the main things that, and I think in America it's worse because they pump them full of drugs and corn because yeah. it's cheap. But I think that um, in the UK, obviously, you know, you want everything to be locally sourced and whatever. But I mean, the reality is that that's fine if I've got money. But when I was unemployed, for example, if I had to sort of choose between those morals and mm. being able to eat beef or being able to eat what I want to eat. Yeah. My morals are less strong. I mean, people's yeah. morals tend to go flying out the window as soon as they're actually challenged in a real way. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to kill people. But then again, if I'm in a position where I have to survive or kill somebody, I probably would have to... Yeah, I mean, I'd really think about it. I'd feel bad afterwards when I was in a better place. But at that point, I probably would do it. Mm. And I'm not saying that it's okay to murder people at all. But I'm saying that I'm not going to care as much about the quality of life for these chickens if yeah. I don't have the resources. Exactly. You know, if it, you know, like if, if my resources were limited and you know, like it matters less, you might but be able to, things are okay. So, you might be I mean, able to I buy for free range, I wouldn't pay like MS prices for free range eggs. If I, for example, why is it in, in certain supermarkets their free range eggs cost more than other supermarkets selling free range eggs? Like, is the quality of life like sort of 20p <laughs> per egg better? Like, how does that work? Like, you know, like or, <laughs> the chickens like, are chilling out, like they're having a yeah, good life. They just put the words, yeah, like free range on the packet. And then all of us are just sitting there being absolutely fucked. I mean, there's no guarantee there. Yeah. I mean, they say there is, but reality is that, you know, I mean, it's like how McDonald's has um, 100% British beef, but British beef is the holding company. So actually it's coming from everywhere. And it's, or like 100% Irish beef. I think they got, I think they got sued over it. Um, yeah. uh, but I mean, that's not a fact. I mean, I, I think that's the story that I've heard. It's, it's weird how... I mean, when it comes to being going around the supermarket stuff, though, there's there's little items that I do buy just as a little treat. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you know, like, I might have I might have a flavored chicken here. Do you but think I think little is really where it's at. Though. You think it? You think it should be down to the consumer to take a more stance on these things, or it should be down to like, should this be the standard? If it's cruel to treat chickens this way. Can we just stop treating chickens this way in the first place? Or should it be down to me to be? Yeah, going? I don't understand why. Should we it be should down be... to? Should it be down to me to be going paying five pound more for like a chicken to buy no, some chicken? No, it's like if they know that there's a moral argument yeah. to be had, they should be going. They should be making you know movements 
on an industrial scale to improve the quality. I mean, it's a bit like how we had to ban child yeah. labour back in the old days. That's what I think. I don't think it, for like a lot of stuff, I don't think it should be down to consumer. Like, or, like if your car like like polluting the, the environment, stop making those cars. Yeah, but I think the other side of it is that that whole morality thing yeah. becomes a selling point. So, for example, you end up with shoe companies that are like, we don't use child labor. That's why we're charging you an extra 50 pounds for this yeah. shoe. And the reality is, again, I mean, like, you know, I'm, I, I feel bad about child labor. But, yeah. but at the same time, I, I also feel bad about spending 50 quid on something that, shouldn't, yeah. that doesn't cost 50 quid. Yeah, normally. exactly. So that's, I, I don't, it's not my fault in child labor that's been accepted in another country or that a company is corrupt and wrong in doing that. Right. Then again, I mean, if an iPhone was, if the iPhone was made here, or in America, it would cost something like like £5,000 to make. Yeah. I mean, it's but crazy yeah. how much more it was, would crazy. cost. Probably wouldn't be nearly as good. It's like, back to the chicken things, like, chicken's still dead, dead on the shelf. It's like... Yeah. Like, me, I mean, me, me pay, paying a five or more for, like, that's, for, another, for another chicken that's also dead on the shelf. It's like, yeah. that, that chicken is still dead. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, like, what you, dreams and aspirations. No fucking dinner, it's a chicken. Yeah. It's like, you know, I mean, like, we had great chi- We had chickens in our house. Fucking great. You know, like, I mean, they were wonderful. They, they, they laid, like, two eggs a day. whoop de doo yeah. You know, and then they would spend the rest of the time running around pecking. I mean, like, but the fox fucking got him. I mean, like, you know, he didn't eat him. He just got him. And, like, you know, got in there, ate, you know, killed the chicken, and the chicken died probably more horrifically than any of these other chickens. You know, I mean, like, you know, another one got ring- wing rot somehow because it was sitting there. We thought it was roosting. It wasn't roosting. It had a, it had a maggot under its wing because it got damp. And it wasn't our fault. It wasn't that we'd mistreated this chicken. We weren't, like, you know, we left it in, a, in, in the garden to do chicken stuff. I mean, they're just terrible at surviving. That's the truth. Cows as well. Have you ever seen the cow? You know, like, they come up to you. They look all, like, creepy at you. And then you stand there. I mean, I'm, I've got cows in the fields near my house back home. And they're fucking weird. Like, I, I mean, they're, they're interesting, but they are scary as well. And you're sitting there looking at them, and they come up to you like, Ugh. and like, I won't lie, I feel like I was started on by one. And you know, like, there's a bull. I mean, it's a full-on bull. It's coming at you. It's, I mean, that thing is not small. They, you think little cute cows, they're not. They're fucking huge. Yeah, no, no. My granddad used to have them out in Jamaica. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're scary. Have you ever seen an animal get slaughtered? Uh... Not sure. I, um, I mean, I saw that snake guy, um, last, but I think that death is a very scary thing when it comes to food. And last time, that's put you off. Last time I went to Jamaica in 2015, um, they had we had they had my grandparents had um, these pigs, three pigs, and they were going to slaughter two of them. So like, yeah, they're like, oh, we're going to slaughter them at six in the morning. So they're like, do I want to see? So I woke up out of bed like six in the morning. Wait, why are they executing pigs at dawn? I don't know. I don't know why that was the time. Yeah, we're going to slaughter the pigs. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. Come on, come on, little Oinky. You've had your last. <laughs> come on, Captain Porky. You've had death, your last day. Death, it's death like, they used to execute people at dawn. Yeah, death like, row. And when, <laughs> on, the, on the hour of 12, and this guy just pegs a fucking pig. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I got up at six in the morning because I haven't seen anything like this. So I'm like, okay, me, let me, I have to experience this. So I, w- I went, there, went down to the pig pen and then like, yeah, it's horrific. They kind of hook the pig and drag they it out. The pig. It yeah, they hook it. They, they, they got like a hook in its mouth and they drag it by a rope on a hook. And the pig, Why? Like, the pig, I think the pig knows what's coming. So it's like trying to fight and it's like digging into the ground and they're dragging it out. And, and then um, they grab the rope, put it over a tree. And the pig like hanging up and it's squealing for their life. 
squealing, squealing, and then it shits itself throughout the fair. The, the mouth fair, it has it shits itself. And then they stab it in the throat until it bleeds to death. It takes about 10, 15 minutes of it just screaming and bleeding to death. It's crazy. You can hear it from like a mile away, this pig just squealing and screaming. Yeah, that sounds just, like an execution, mate. Yeah. I mean, that sounds really brutal. And I stand, like, in, not... I stand in, I stand in quite a distance away from this, from this, from this, and the blood shot over and hit me right in the chest. I still got blood stain on this top. I was wearing this white top for some reason, stupidly. Yeah, this white yeah, I mean, top. That wasn't, a, that wasn't a wise choice yeah. of attire. But I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm standing further, I'm far enough away that this is not going to get me. But it got me. It just sprayed up in the air, hit me. Well, I feel sick. Yeah, um, yeah it's awful. Yeah, I mean, I think that that sounds like a really brutal way to kill yeah. it because normally they don't they sort of stun gun it and then just yeah, that's it. what that's how they do it in this country. They it's quite quick in this country. Like, they just, yeah, like, I mean, I know that in um, in Indonesia they used to have this. There's this day when they sort of slaughter a cow. Yeah, I think it's a Muslim festival, and they dig a hole, put the cow in the hole, and then they jab it and they take out its aorta or something like that, and then it just you know yeah. there's a bit of but the kids are like sort of playing in the blood and stuff. It's interesting. They, you know, like, but that's because they've seen death, whereas we yeah. don't have that. And I do think that it's important that we do see that. If, you know, and I think that a lot more people probably would move away from yeah. that, you know, from me if they could. It's interesting to segue back into the last episode that we talked about culture, how um, hmm. certain cultures look at what's humane and what's inhumane, because um, in this country, we look at how, um, like, for example, the halal meat is killed. As mm. in, inhumane because that's I don't they, see that as inhumane. I think they like say a prayer to it and then they stab yeah, it to death and they bleed. And um, but they look at the way we do it in this country as being inhumane as well because they they're like, oh, the animal doesn't even know it's gonna die. It's zapping. It's dead. Like, it doesn't even know what's going on. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's like we look. We, I, think they, I, think, I think I've never heard a pig pray. Yeah, you know, I've never heard it. I've never had a cow pray. Yeah. So I think it's a little bit stupid. The whole thing of like in America they did the same thing. We had these two cows. They got slaughtered, didn't they? Um. They shot the cows. They'd sent me down the field because they thought I was going to be a little whoopsie about it. He said, oh, you're kind of liberal, aren't you, Les? And I was like, I don't know. I'm 21. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. And like, um, the guy's like, yeah, well, um, how about you go down the other side of the, the ranch? And uh, we're going to... And then you just hear these two cows get shot. And you're like, all right, I know what happened there. Um, but anyway. Um, but they pray, you know, like, what is this stupidity of praying with the animal... And then killing it anyway. I mean, like that's just, the whole thing sounds like an excuse. I don't think it's. I don't think it's stupid. I think it's just like back to like the religion side of things. It's just that how this is how in Christianity and like um, uh, Hebrew and um, Islam, mm-hmm. yeah, they were kind of. If that's how you're supposed to kill your animal. You're meant to like pray. It's meant to yeah. be a thing. The whole thing, whole ritual. Clean death. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, agree I think, that. I think, I think they do something like they look at it in his eye and then like pray and then they kill it. It's like a whole thing. It's like um, people used to um, slaughter like a lamb to, to like sacrifice. Yeah. And everything. It's, it's that, that thing. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. So it's interesting how culture kind of affects the way animals are treated as well. Like, I think, well, industry as well. But yeah. I think that there's a lot of cultures. That, I think that, um, for example, what we were talking about earlier with uh, China and stuff, there's a cultural belief already. I don't know how much of it is them telling themselves that, but um, that animals don't feel pain. Mm, but, yeah. And I saw this kid once stamped on a, on a cat's tail. I went batshit because he was in my class. Yeah. And this cat's just sitting outside and we were walking across the small, coming back. And this kid just goes bang on this tail. And I was like, I went, I was, I was furious, but um, 
but yeah, it was really weird because he was like, no, it's okay because they don't feel pain. And there was a seven-year-old telling me that. And I was like, mate, you just screamed. Yeah. Like, you know, like you don't do that. And like, yeah. I went, but again, I think that that's a lot to do with um, what you want to believe as well. Just to add one more point, it's interesting how um, people, we, how we identify differently with cats and dogs. But like in certain countries, like if, for example, Jamaica, like dogs are left outside because they're meant to guard. Cats, we don't even give cats a name. It's just like... No. Yes, we defer to of cat. That's the cat. We have two cats, and they're both called cat. Yeah, we had the same thing in uh, Indo, where it's like we had a um, where the the way that they treated like there was a lot of feral cats, and it was just kind of weird because it was like they were seen as a pest, and yeah. they kind of are, but they're also like part of the ecosystem. Yeah, so they're more likely to be rat catchy type ones. And like my ex girlfriend had this um, cat called that would come along. It was sick, and it just had a sneeze. But it was like in England, if, if my cat started sneezing, I'd be like, all right, let's take you down to the vet, spend 30 quid, yeah. sort you out. They just kept feeding it rice and wouldn't let it in the house. Yeah. And it was like, why? Because he's ill. He's, got, he's, he's sneezing. Well, just take care of him. No, 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 no. He's fine. He's just... They'd rather throw it away and get a new one in certain countries. Oh, so. yeah. I mean, it was feral as fuck. I mean, you didn't yeah. want to pet that. Mangeless yeah. shit. And you were just like, ugh. And they've got weird tales out there as well, which no one ever really understood. Yeah. Anyway, I've really got to go, mate. Okay, so um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's off point at 30. My name's Les Steed. I'm Marlon White. Thank and you for thank listening. you for listening.